Welcome, everyone, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today is a happier day, and I am so glad to be able to say that because it has been a little bit. We know it's been a little time since we've actually gotten three points again, and of course, we get it against our favorite and your favorite, Las Vegas Lights, with a 2-1 win last night. And ironically, we actually have not lost in over a month now. Uh, given that there are some ties in there, we know, but we could say at this point we haven't lost in over a month, which is great. And we hope to keep saying that over and over again and let's keep in, making it three, four months and all that. But we shall see what happens because we have a tough game coming up, but we're coming up with a win, so it should be a great one. So let me go ahead and introduce uh, my co-host for today, Sharon, Jared, first let's go to you, Sharon. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. Oh my goodness, I still want to steal Jared's thunder about those ties, but um, I'm I'm gonna let him talk about uh, one of his memes that he posted that I just Kai just died laughing, and I I even reposted it to somebody else because after a win you get kind of giddy. And last night, you know, it was definitely everybody felt so good. And we felt so good for Cammy Wassa. Oh, my God. Broke the ice, you know, for, for, for the season, for the regular season um, by scoring his brace. I just happy for him, happy for the squad. Banana hands and, you know, banana head, I don't know, kind of ruined it a little bit, you know, with that one, one goal. But today's a, definitely a happier, much happier day for me. Um, Jared, how are you doing? Uh, it's feeling like a casual Friday. No ties. <laughs> yes. I love no that. ties. No, no ties. ties. Casual Friday. No ties. Dude, you had me <laughs> rolling when I read that last night. <laughs> because one of the persons, you know, you know what a solid fan does, man. They scour. Even the players, you know, everybody scours social media to see what everybody's saying and the buzz and, and all that. And when I saw that, man, I was rolling. It was so good. <laughs> Luis finally caught up on my social media today about the banana hands. <laughs> and he, I got a good chuckle out of him because we we started that. We started talking about banana hands. Well, he heard it from us on Wednesday at Livermore. So, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So. <laughs> we'll take any recipes for banana bread, banana hands, banana cookies. You know, we'll take it. Oh, Luis, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm actually pretty hungry now. I know that you mentioned the banana <laughs> bread and all that. Oh, banana bread is, is really good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go to the grocery be- store. <laughs> And it is perfect timing that uh, Sonic now has a banana pudding shake. So if you got a Sonic driving in your area, have at it. You say banana pudding shake? Yes. Yes. Well, it says banana pudding shake. So uh, there's actually a Sonic uh, up by me on uh, Indian School and 95th, I believe. So it's it's in my neighborhood. And there's a couple on, on the way home from work. So maybe sometime this week I'll have to stop by one. Wow. Wow. So maybe we can challenge Tomas and well, now Luis um, to make us, you know, send us a really good banana recipe or maybe they can make something with banana cream pie. I mean, let's if, okay. So if, (laughs) if we have any, 
more bloopers from Tomas, right? He, if he's ever listening to this or any of the players listen to this, let him know he owes us a banana something. Okay. I'll take bananas foster banana. I don't care, but no, that I'll tell you what. And if he can go three straight games without a blooper or something, you know, that could have been saved, I'll make him banana something. Mm, What do you think? Is that a good throwdown? Or maybe I'll make you guys something with banana in it. I don't care. Yeah. All right. Yeah, That that sounds like a plan. (laughs) Yeah. So we're all happy about the game last night. We won two to two to one. Everybody knows that by now. And Las Vegas scored on a um, kind of an interesting corner kick, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, But man, it just, it's going to remember what we said, what I said, that if we lost last night, I was not going to come on the podcast. I was not going to, it's like, I was going to be too brokenhearted to even talk about anything, but then we win. So here we are. I was thinking about that, especially when they scored and as as time went on, right. As (laughs) half time rolled on, I was like, Oh no, Sharon's not going to be honest. Just going to be Jared and I, and uh, yeah, we are not going to know what to say, right? We're going to have a lot of bloopers and it's just going to be an episode full of a lot of things that maybe should have been cut, but weren't cut. <laughs> well, I'll put it this way. Uh, when it came to halftime, I had already posted a meme about it and, uh, and starting a new tradition, S-O-T-R after dark. If you pull that up on my social media, you will see why it has that, that hashtag. I mean, be forewarned. <laughs> oh, that's going to be good. Have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet, Luis? The... SOTR after dark. I don't know. No, actually, I, have, I haven't seen it. This is news to me too. So I'll have to check it out after we finish recording and uh, check that out. Yeah, see, see, see what's going on with that on Twitter. I imagine, right, Jared? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, I know you usually thank the fans, okay, right? And so I found out last night there are people that are my friends that are listening to this podcast. Your friends, you know, it, it's our friends. Tony Vargas, he did not have any of the stickers. And I ran into him last night. He and his wife or uh, fiance and their son, uh, Julius. And I, I told Tony, I said, here's some stickers and pie. He goes, I listen to you guys just like that. Just like out of the blue. Oh no, I listen to you guys. It's like, what you do? And he goes, yeah. And I go, you've heard us laughing. And he goes, yeah, that's the funnest part. (laughs) So I kind of want to give a shout out to to Tony. I mean, that was, that was fabulous. And then the UC Davis men's soccer team, they were behind me. Uh, My sis and I, they were right behind me. And this gentleman who was our, my intermediary, his name was Rodrigo. He found out about the podcast and the stickers. And he says, give me those stickers. (laughs) He handed it to every one of the UC Davis men that are playing there. And it turns out because of Nobby, they got all excited when they heard that we had interviewed Nobby after he got signed for MLS, you know, for Minnesota. And we interviewed him before he got picked up here. And the guys, when they heard about that, they go, yeah, they're like, yeah, we have an alumni at UC Davis that plays for Sac Republic. And I'm going, yeah, we interviewed him. Their jaws dropped and they're, oh, we're going to have to listen to that. So I want to give a shout out to UC Davis men's soccer. And I found out that the Causeway Classic, which is against my alma mater, Sac State, happens later in the season. And it's going to be played at UC Davis. And I don't, I have mixed feelings about it because here are all these wonderful guys from UC Davis that, you know, are probably going to hopefully listen to the pod and we want to get their captain on. I would love to get one of their defenders on also, um, you know, because it's a similar position that Nami plays. And then, um, but then Sac State. So what do I do on the Causeway Classic? It's like, ah, I'm going to be torn. 
do you root for your alma mater or do you go with your new favorites? So shout out to Rodrigo, my intermediary and the UC Davis men's soccer team before we get going here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much to all of them. And yeah, Tony, if you're listening right now, guaranteed, we're never going to stop laughing. Even when we lose, right? We all know that we like to joke around even more when we lose to (laughs) hype up everyone and change everyone's mood, right? Because it's a sad day when you lose. (laughs) We'll put it this way. Sometimes humor is the best form of ibuprofen. (laughs) There you go. Humor does uh, release those natural endorphins and anybody will tell you that. Yeah. (laughs) Well said. So with great joy, let's go ahead and look at the stats of this game because these stats are looking really great. They're looking top class at its best. Uh, haven't seen any better stats in, in a while. So shot-wise, we got 24 shots versus five shots of the light. So crazy difference. And y'all know if you're watching the game that we did have so many opportunities at goal and a lot of long-distance shots too, which... I think, I don't know about you guys, but I really wanted to see more of, and we definitely saw more shots on target nine versus uh, two of the lights. So we had plenty of opportunities there. Possession 55% versus 45%. Passes 504 versus 412. Pass accuracy 83% versus 80% of the light. So all across the board, I mean, we we basically did uh, pretty good. And I mean, the only place they actually beat us is in offsides they have three offsides we had one but who's really looking at that right we're all looking at (laughs) the scoreline but uh yeah other than that we had a great great match and if we go ahead and take a look at some of the things that happened in this match uh let's take a look at the goals and also there was one particular moment which sharon will talk about she was at the game uh there's a little funny interesting observation that she noticed um, in that play, which I believe happens after our first goal, right? If I'm not mistaken, Sharon, if you remember that yes. minute correctly. Okay. So, Wait. Y- yes. Yeah, because we were, okay, we were tight at that point. Um, so let's go ahead and look at, at the first goal of the night, which was the lights. Uh, it was the 20th minute uh, in an unusual goal, right? One of those situations that doesn't really happen uh, that much. Lights gets a corner kick. Basically, the one player passes it to the other player, player shoots, and then it seems like Luis Felipe slightly touches the ball with his head, and that's just enough of a touch for Tomas to not be able to know exactly where it was going. He was thinking it was going to go right to him, but he slightly moves it, and it ends up going inside the net, and it ends up being more so a Luis Felipe own goal because he's the one who ends up changing the direction of the ball and there you have it and not just that but Sharon will tell us more about what was just highlighted in that play because there was an interesting observation that she made at at Livermore so this is oh man and I hate saying this but I'm I'm gonna say it um I was doing an Instagram story post. And so I had just finished shooting uh, (laughs) the Tower Bridge Battalion, was so excited, you know, game was playing and Tower Bridge Battalion was going. And then I heard that there was a corner. So I switched my camera 
view back to our side. And I was just having the best time because TBB was just having a, they were having a night last night. It sounded like we had like 2,500 drums out there. It was great. And then I switched over to here and I see the corner and I see Tomas with his hands on his hips. And I noticed that the corner had already started. And in my voice, I mean, in my mind, I was thinking, and then I said it out loud. I said, don't make me call you banana hands. And next thing I know, the goal gets scored. And it looked to me from my view, I didn't see the Luis Felipe touch. It looked like Tomas literally shoveled it, you know, just like it slipped. It looked like it slipped through his hands. And I went, oh my God, I called it. I called banana hands because I didn't see the deflection by Luis. So I just figured it was a Tomas Gomez goal or, you know, like it, it was his fault. And I mean, it was just like so weirdly coincidental. And I felt like, oh my gosh, I just jinxed it by saying, don't make me call you banana hands because I started calling him that in Livermore because there was a couple of bobbles that he made that were like, he should have in Livermore. He shouldn't have bobbled it. So anywho, um, yeah, that that's what. <laughs> and then, of course, earlier in the broadcast, you heard us talking about bananas and, you know, banana recipes and Tomas and, or, you know, like a challenge, a little throwdown. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Luis, if you can keep it from being a, a situation, I'll make you your favorite banana something if you like bananas. So, I mean, uh, yeah, Tomas, there you go. Huh. that's the story. I'm sticking to it. What were your thoughts, Jared? Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely miscommunication. I mean, between uh, Luis Felipe and Tomas, I mean, as, as we can see here. Uh, gra- granted, if Luis was maybe half a foot another direction or so, that, then maybe Tomas might have had a better chance of seeing the, a little bit of a clear path and act accordingly. But, you know, unfortunately, there's really not much that can be done situations like this if you're not on the same page and you know i think luis felipe he shouldn't have even done anything right he, he should have been aware of like his surroundings and and what was going on because if he would have been more aware of that i mean he would have glanced out back and been like well there's no one back here right like i shouldn't even have to like do anything because it's already going his direction and tomas was already measuring the ball right he was already getting all in position because he was like it's gonna come here you know i'll be able to get it no problem right so i i feel like it was a little too much for him to get in front of the ball when you can clearly see that your goalkeeper is already in position to get it right and it wasn't like it was a crazy shot that was going uh anywhere uh further so than I, that i i kind of almost oddly i don't know if i agree or disagree with that because Typically when you're inside the box and you're having that fresh play, I mean, uh, uh, you know, like a restart like that, the guy, the guys cleared out from the corner pretty quickly, right? They pulled up, but t- sometimes you have to have guys still protecting, helping the keeper protect the net. And, you know, you see Derek Formella, you see a couple guys trying to get to the posts, you know, cause you still want guys on the inside and outside posts, you know, on corner kicks, there's a, a certain way that you are defending the box on a corner, but the guys pulled up pretty quickly. Once the ball, when it, once it was evident that the corner kick wasn't going to be flighted across that it was going to be, you know, sent a different direction. Um, so that one's a, that one's a tough call. That one takes a lot of practice, I think. And I think, I don't know. I mean, I give Luis effort for trying to figure out how to get that ball away. Cause if I was playing in, 
the he assumed the role of like a central defender at that point, even though he's a midfielder. He kind of assumed the role because he knew where everybody else was except for the keeper. He assumed that role of I've got to protect the I've got to protect the goal because I see all the other players are are up ahead of me. And Tomas, I don't know if Tomas we, we won't ever know what he said. I didn't hear Tomas call for the ball. Um, of course, I was filming and calling him a banana hands. So, yeah, that would that would be interesting. I may have to watch the live feed with uh, sound to see if I can hear him call. Yeah, so that that was the lightsaber's goal. At that point, oh, our hearts, our hearts in the in the stands, we felt desperate because anytime somebody scores on Sac Republic, it used to be we we knew we could come back. We don't know that right now. We don't have that kind of confidence. You know, the coach trusts the boys, but we don't, as fans, as supporters, we don't have that confidence right now because we've gotten behind and never caught up, you know, in, in, during the season or we've just caught up enough to tie. So that we felt as supporters horrible and desperate, you know, that, that just that anxiety of, oh my God, we fell behind. Now what are we going to get a player ejected? So there's a play coming up later in the game where, <laughs> Yeah, we were we were almost shaking in our boots. Oh yeah, yeah, and especially one player in particular, but which I have to go back and actually take a look at that. Like now, I want to see more of that, but we'll, we'll get to that right now. But first, uh, l- let's go ahead and, and take a look at the first goal that we scored, and what better player to score that goal than Mr. Cameron Awasa, who. We wanted him to to score finally, right? And it had been a long time, and the guy's been deserving of a goal already for months. And so I was really glad to see him finally get on the score sheet. Of course, we saw him, you know, score a brace in this match, but at a really critical time, I think, in the game, because you're starting off second half. If you want to get those three points, it's like you have to score that goal early on, right? So you have that momentum and you have plenty of time to hopefully get that second goal. And I, I was really happy to see him, you know, take a long distance shot, right? I think it's been a while since Cameron's taken those shots from outside the box. And I mean, give us quite a gem of a goal, right? I mean, what, what a strike. What are your guys' thoughts? All I have to say is the goat salsa is back. He has been lacking a little bit of confidence this year. I mean, especially given all the close opportunities that he's had practically at the line just to to chip it in. And for some reason it misses, but having this brace last night, it's definitely been a boost uh, for, for Awasa. I mean, not one, but two goals. I mean, we really haven't seen much successful, uh, uh, successful uh, goals or shots uh, from Awasa and, I know his play has suffered because of it, but just to get these two goals in and the way that he did, hopefully that's bringing back the old Awas that we know and love. And I couldn't agree more. So um, I was watching this goal on ESPN Plus because I was uh, taking a break um, and I was not in the stands, but I heard the roar and I was looking at my phone. I was like, oh, and I knew that ESPN was delayed. So it was cool because then I got to actually really see it. Um, so I was watching ESPN plus on my phone, which was a good way to, to see this goal after I heard the roar of the crowd. But if you look at the positioning of the other players, I mean, Derek saw it before anybody else saw it. He saw the ability for getting the ball to, and you know, 
Derek looked like the old Derek. Derek looked like he was ready to play last night. Derek was solid. Um, he did a good job of feeding the balls and, you know, making the runs up and back. Shannon did the same thing. Uh, they, were, they were both incredible players last night. And it was lovely to see Jaime play. Because if you look, Jaime was tracking the ball. He was doing the knockdown rebound. We weren't as successful with uh, following shots. But thank goodness this one went in because my sis and I, I, I had her watch with me for the whole entire game. Are the guys following the shot? And there was one play later in the game, very late in the game, where Derek Formella did not follow the shot. And it's like, dude, you got to follow the shot. Or maybe it was in the first half. It might have been the first half. But anyhow, it doesn't matter. He didn't follow the shot. And it was evident because all of a sudden the ball was at his feet. And it's like, dude, you got to follow the shot. Had you followed the shot, you probably could have scored a third, you know, or given us our third goal. That being said, um, it looked like we had proper positioning on this one, which makes me happy because you had Jaime continuing the run. Um, you and then Cam was successful, so he didn't have to finish. So that was that was just a, a lovely, lovely goal and a good setup by Derek. Yeah, good credit to Cameron again for uh, wanting to take that shot from a long distance and putting it right where you should put it at, right, right in the top corner, the one place where it's extremely difficult for any goalkeeper to get to, unless you're like properly positioned. Yeah. But even sometimes, you still won't get to it. Right. So, so I know after, you're queuing up the second goal. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I, I was actually just going to say that, too. Like, before I, I get to that second goal, go ahead and, and let us know something that happened uh, between the first and the second goal and an observation. Was that when Jaime Villarreal got a yellow card? Did he get a yellow? Yeah, he got a yellow for that, yeah, right? He got yeah. a yellow. <laughs> so uh, before we got our second goal, the dear sweet Jaime uh, managed to kind of it wasn't a hard tackle it was it looked to me like it was a nothing burger and the next thing you know a las, las vegas lights uh attacker went tumbling down in the in our box literally like flying down and tumbling a few times and <laughs> and we're all freaking out because we didn't know if it was inside or outside the box and we, all of our heads snapped immediately to the replay screen the jumbotron thing because we wanted to know was that in or outside the box it took me forever to load the feed for us to be able to go okay it looks outside of the box we're not 100 sure and we're freaking out and jaime the look on his eyes okay so if you ever <laughs> if anybody has a dog right that likes uh begging strips or whatever if you could just imagine the look in jaime's eyes when he was pleading with the referee it was like it wasn't no it wasn't anything it wasn't a foul it shouldn't be a foul jaime had begging strip dog eyes you know, for that whole entire sequence of trying to like get it, like not a PK and not a foul. Then he ends up with a yellow card and whatnot, but it wasn't a PK. The referee, when he pointed, he was pointing direct kick, but a lot of us saw, oh my God, he's pointing at the spot. So we're like all in turmoil, all the supporters were like freaking out until the referee finally marks the spot and it was suspenseful because that whole time is like Jaime was doing the begging eyes. Everybody was down there with the referee begging him, you know, it was like this and told, and then it ends up being outside the box. And then the guy whiffs it over the top. So, and I was telling the UC Davis guys, we're all like the ball never lies. The ball never lies. Don't worry. The ball will not lie. You know, no matter how the kick is taken or where it's taken, the ball won't lie. And sure enough, ball goes over the top of the crossbar. So we knew right then and there, 
Jaime's Vegan Eyes worked. Uh, ball was placed outside the box. It was really a close call. And the the kicker whiffed it over the top. So we're all excited because it's like, oh, phew, on with the game. <gasps> yeah, watching it on TV, I, I for a second, I thought it was going to be a penalty kick, right? Because the referee was, it looked like he was pointing. And yes. it was like, don't point there, please don't point there. Not this. Oh, I know. <laughs> and you know, and it's, it was deceptive because you know, a, a direct kick versus a pointing at the spot, he literally is pointing in the direction of the spot. And I thought his arm was pointing down. We all thought his arm was downward pointing like at the spot. And so, you know, that that's why Jaime's begging eyes were like, no, you know, it's like number one, it wasn't a foul, and number two, it was outside the box. So thank goodness. It uh, got, I don't know if the fourth official was in the guy's ear or just what, but thank God it didn't end up not a P it ended up not a PK. Cause that would have been just, <sighs> that would have taken another bit of wind out of our sails, but we didn't have to wait too long after that because Shannon shakes and bakes a defender beyond. I mean, he's all, Shannon had to fly. He was flying up the flank on this next play literally flew up the flank it was a long run and he was like on full-on sprint and he shakes the defender mercilessly shakes the defender and right then the minute shannon shook him everybody in the stands knew what was going to happen next so go ahead and tell us what happens next you guys yeah so in that same play i mean camera was going to score i think probably one of the best goals ever scored in our home stadium in history uh and i don't know if you guys noticed that too right after uh Shannon's cross. He was gonna score like a crazy scissor, like, a side scissor, side yeah, yeah. scissor goal, and uh, you know d- didn't get it right. But you know, fortunately, you know he still got another opportunity, and and you know thanks to that, he was actually open, right? Because he he fell down, right? He was just standing up, <laughs> and you know, luck was his way, right? Because he was still in that spot because he had fallen down after that play. That. He was open. I think no one really uh, realized that from Las Vegas. And so he gets a perfect opportunity one-on-one with the goalkeeper, chips it up just a tiny bit, but just enough for it to go to the uh, right of the corner and be right there. I'm like, this is the Cameron we were missing. Not only does he do long distance shots, but he knows how to define one-on-one. Welcome back, Cameron. Just as I tweeted. He did the Panther pounce. You know, Cameron's Cameron's known to be a pan, a, little, a bit of a panther. You know, uh, he he pounces on you know weird stuff, and this was like this was classic Cameron. You know, he gets he he gets up, and all of a sudden he sees the balls right by him, and it's like, okay, we'll just uh, we'll like pop it over the keeper, and his, his confidence was up that definitely from the first goal that he scored. It. <laughs> so you know, the panther pounce it works every single time. Yep. He may not have done a flip or anything like that, but you know he just had to get in there and celebrate. I mean, really, for his scoring the second goal and, and who knows how long, you know, it, it, there's really anything that, that can be done to celebrate. I'm, I'm just glad he was able to get out in the open and pounce on that opportunity and just barely taps enough English into it to where it just gets over the, over the goalkeeper, but not to sail 20 or 30 miles uh, into space. So he was finally able to... to Tone it down to just the just the right spot to, to get it progressing into the net. Even sends one of Las Vegas defenders in there too for good measure. 
And it looks like we had uh, Panagos and Derek uh, ready to frame the goal afterwards, you know, just in case something they followed the shot. Did you see our, our other guys follow mm-hmm. the shot? And that wasn't happening all game, but that particular shot, they followed it. So had there been a knockdown rebound or some mishap, we had guys right there to finish that up. So that makes Sharon very, very happy because defender blindness following the shot, um, uh, swivel head. Uh, let's see what else. There's there's these things that the basic stuff that the guys, oh, first defender, second defender, the basics, they covered the basics pretty darn well at this game. So I was I was very pleased with with how all that worked out. Um, I had to have, you know, Las Vegas put up a fight. They didn't go easy. They did not go easy. It was a good game last night. It was a good game. It put us, it put us, it gave us some really good practice. Yeah, they showed why they tied against Phoenix, right? As Jared knows, right? <laughs> they, they broke the, the game right there. Yep. So, somehow, some way, this Las Vegas squad was able to dial up Phoenix's number and at least tie it up to to, to all. So, I mean, whatever they're doing with LAFC's uh, second or third string uh, teams, you know, they're doing it well. And hopefully we can pick up on some of those pointers and maybe uh, take out uh, Phoenix or at least maybe even tie them uh, this coming Saturday in Chandler. So Las Vegas this time around, they have actually gotten stronger. Now it's just a matter of seeing if we can repeat uh, the same thing or obliterate them to, to close out the season series in Cashman Field in Las Vegas. Yeah, ho- hopefully. Hopefully. And <laughs> this is kind of funny, but as I paused it, or as I was again pausing the highlight video, I came across on the two minute fifty eight second mark, uh, Jaime Villarreal. It looks like that's the face that Sharon was describing earlier, as like the face that he was making. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, if <laughs> maybe. Although his begging face, it's funny. When his begging face is more like he's got a half smile going on his begging face, and his eyes get really big and sad that's his uh that's his hey coach i had it in the bag all along don't worry i've got this kind of thing you know that that particular one that's the that's the i know how to play this game dude i know i know that's that that's that look the begging face with the referee was the literally like you ate you ate the last you seriously ate the last, is there not another hot dog in the fridge? Can you make me another chicken? You know, it's kind of, so that was the look that he had with the referee. It's like, no, no, really? It's gone. No, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. There's gotta be. Yeah. So his, his, his look on that one, we thought was going to be okay. was different. Even when I was seeing it on ESPN, he seriously had the look of, did you seriously eat the last Mac and cheese bite? Dude, I was saving that. How could you? It kind of look. He did. He had. And he has like this this uh, boyish grin. It's kind of funny when he does the, the begging eyes. You know, it's almost like it's like you're joking, right? Dude, referee. No, you're joking. You're totally you're kidding me. Right. No, no. He has that that thing. You've seen the person do that. You know, you've seen the person do that. It's like. You wait, you don't have any room in your car for me? Wait, no, come on, I'm really cool. Look at me, I'm sweet. You know, you gotta, somebody's gotta get out the car so I can ride in your car. Yeah, that's the look. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I think I think the next time we actually see uh, Jaime in person, we're gonna have to ask him like, "Hey, can you make the face? <laughs> we need a picture." <laughs> Jared's ready to make a meme too, so we can. <laughs> what, what are you... <laughs> Um, you know what, that, that does give me some inspiration from one of the previous memes that I've used because since he hit that and hit that bacon strips eyes uh, look so much, I'm, that almost makes me want to redo the uh, please win meme because he <laughs> pretty much has the Puss in Boots uh, from Shrek look at that oh, point. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hi, man, if you're listening to this or anybody, if you're listening to this, you know, just laugh with us. I mean, there are things that we see that you have no idea that we're seeing. And it's fine. Don't ever stop being you and don't ever stop however you are on the field. But just know that sometimes if we see something, we're just going to like zero in on it. (laughs) It's not going to be letting go, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It it may seem like we're talking massive amounts of brown butter, but believe me, we love y'all. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, it's it's just part of fandom. We're going to celebrate the highs and we're going to say stuff about the lows, but... Bear in mind, if, if we didn't love you, it would all be negative. So <laughs> please believe we love what, what y'all do on and off the field. You know, it, it's just love. It's just humor. And I'm sure y- y'all need to take some uh, stress off sometimes, too. You know, like, it, it, it's, it's just our way of, of dealing with this season. I know it's been rough on you, on you all, especially this year and last. So it's a coping mechanism. So let's take a look at, at the standings and where we're at now, which we can finally say that we've actually gone up and that we are back being close to fourth place. And that some of the results that happened yesterday at other grounds actually ended up helping us out too. So if we take a look at our uh, group, again, the Western Conference Pacific group, Phoenix rising first place, 17 matches played with 37 points. Orange County with 26 points, 18 matches played. Loyal with 18 matches played, 24 points. Tacoma with 24 points, uh, 16 matches played. Then there's us with 17 games, 21 points. Below us, we got the Los Dos. One more game than we do, 18 points. I mean, 18 uh, games played, 19 points. Las Vegas Lights with uh, equal amount of games as we do and 17 points. And then at the bottom, Oakland Roots with uh, three less games than we do and 10 points. So if we keep at it, we're going to slowly start to drift away from eighth and seventh place. That's what we're hoping for, at least, right? But the group situation is getting actually quite interesting because the Loyal, as I mentioned earlier, they're in third place. They got 24 points. One more game than we do. If we win the next game... We're going to be above the loyal because our differential is negative two, while their differential is negative three. So Como Defiance has one less game than we do, 24 points as well as uh, San Diego, but they still have to play that game. But what I'm trying to say here is that if we win the next match and we catch up to San Diego in matches played, we are at least going to be in fourth place. So we're in a good position guys can finally say that it's up to us to qualify for the playoffs now <laughs> well we also did have quite a bit of help as well i mean as you mentioned uh, the uh, match between san diego and tacoma you know uh, unfortunately tacoma did win that but you know we're still only three points behind them the biggest shock to me was oakland actually beating los dos let me repeat that 
Oakland, the team we have yet to beat, who we've constantly drew against, actually beat Los Angeles Galaxy 2. However, South- LA Galaxy did get shucked a red card, and we were wondering before the podcast, did they have the same official that chucked two of our players that one match, um, which is like the saddest match ever, where we lost two of our players to red card that didn't seem right. So one would have to wonder, did they have the same official who ended up, or did did Owen do something really horrible in the 22nd minute? And then uh, Oakland scored right after that, literally bada boom, bada boom. They scored right after the ejection. They had the momentum and then they didn't do anything else. And then must have been LA must have just parked the bus and, you know, tried to prevent any further bleeding. So, <sighs> well, that's going to be something that'll be looked into. But uh, really, when, when it comes to Los Dos, a loss is a loss for them, especially if it helps us. So, so it and it gives Oakland a little bit of hope of, of winning further games, hopefully, not against us because we still have uh, what was it, one more match against Oakland left? Uh, yeah, in Oakland. One? In the yeah, one or two. One. No, two. One. One, one yeah. One. We already we tied against Yeah, they've already the played two, two, at, two at home. So let's look at that foul that um, uh, LA Galaxy laid down on, on Oakland. Um, huh. It was a, I mean, it was a. I think it was a foot tangle. Foot, foot's got tangled up. The feet got tangled up. Their, it looks like their feet got tangled up. You see that all the time in soccer. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird play. I, I, I mean, it could have gone either way, I have to say. And and the referee doesn't seem like the same referee that pulled the two red cards. I don't know. Unless no. he got a haircut. He may yeah, have gotten a haircut. No. Totally, <laughs> totally different referee. But, yeah. So, so interesting. We still have the major stripes uh, at Laney College. Striped field. At mm-hmm. I, actually, uh, I, I looked up. They're playing in Merritt College. That's Merritt? So Merritt has the striped field. Okay. So that was Laney, yeah. Well, because Laney is actually not that far from uh, Lake Merritt. You have a point there. But they said that they were playing at Merritt College, that they changed their, um, that they changed the field location. And and the reason why we didn't, no, the reason why this weekend's game wasn't being played at Laney, I remember seeing the email from, is they weren't able to do the, put the field down, pick it up fast enough at the Laney for Laney. So that's why, that's why I thought they said they had to move it to Merritt College. But interesting. interesting. Yeah. I'm going to look again because I I saved the Oakland Roots, um, the emails from them because, because once you buy a ticket from, you know, I still get Seattle, um, the Seattle San Founders emails because I bought a ticket a long time ago. And so I'm still getting emails from them. Oh, let's see. I'm getting San Diego's. I'm getting Oakland's. Uh, of <laughs> course I'm, I'm getting Phoenix's. I'm getting Vegas's. Um, in fact, uh, trying to look at Vegas, I was trying to see if I could somehow sneakily get both uh, regular tickets and then also tickets for the uh, All You Can Drink Estrella Jalisco. But they beat me to it because if you buy the All You Can Drink Estrella Jalisco seats, you could only con- consume them in that section. It's not like you can grab a couple and then take it down to your seat. So, uh, so much for that idea. Yeah, so much. 
Yeah, no, they were at Merritt this last weekend. They were at Merritt College. Yes, so Luis is dead on correct. He was right again. Luis always does good homework because he's the backbone of this podcast and he's rarely wrong. Mm -hmm. Yep. <sighs> Thank if I am you, wrong, Luis. it's going to go on the bloopers. So. <laughs> uh, so yeah so merit college uh it is too there and that might be where we play our game right we'll, we'll see how things are uh mm -hmm. when we play against them and uh yeah we just want those three points when we play against them because <laughs> you need to get those three points against them uh, especially due to their position and because we are going to have a really intense uh schedule ahead of us too right so Looking at that, next Saturday, we're going to go visit Jared, play against Phoenix Rising, 7.30 p.m. And then the following Saturday, we go back home. I'll actually be at that match. Sharon, are you going to be at that match? Okay, Absolutely. I'm going to be there with five other people, so or four other people. Yeah, there will be a, a whole bunch of us. Oh, awesome. So that's going to be Saturday, August 28th, back at home, Park Health Park, 8 p.m. I believe it's actually our last 8 p.m. game of the season so enjoy everyone mm -hmm. sort of uh, last one and hopefully it's not too hot in the following 7 30 p.m ones because that that's always a shame after that we're gonna go to socal visit los dos september 1st at 7 30 p.m then we go over to lights where jared is planning on going uh, and playing at cashman field september 5th 7 p.m so those are the next four games that we have not easy ones at all right three away games one at home it's gonna be a tough next four games but luckily you know we we are on a pretty good roll right now where we haven't lost in over a month as i mentioned earlier but yeah what are you guys thoughts well i wonder if they're gonna come home after las vegas because then they are back on the road and they go to el paso they go to texas el paso um and that's that's a journey to get to um to get to that location a tough travel day you know and and i to have the boys travel down and back and down and back and down and back that doesn't give a whole lot of time for training sometimes if they can find a way to kind of nestle in and stay in one location for a little while that helps with mm -hmm. the jet lag because you get jet lag even just you know traveling to las vegas and back i mean there's still fatigue that sets in from air travel so we'll see what happens. It'd be interesting if we could find out. I don't know if Connor, if you're listening to this or Mark, if you're listening to this, but let us know what that travel plan looks like so that we can help emote with the squad, you know, and, and kind of get in their mindset of what it is that they're they're up to over the next, you know, during at the end of the month and the beginning of next month. Because by golly, you guys need to be right on for September 26th, the day after Sharon's birthday. Podcast Mom's birthday is the 25th. You guys have to be right on for September 26th because I'm going to try to scare up a bunch of tickets, maybe in the VIP, but get everybody together and, you know, a handful of folks that I love and, you know, uh, supporters and have a birthday thingy. And I want Sacramento to be fresh and wonderful. The matinee, 2 o'clock on, on the 26th. So. It's a busy September for Sacramento. And, and then this Saturday, uh, I may just end up uh, seeing if the old Section 107, even though it's a brand new stadium, if that's going to be the same spot for any uh, away supporters. Hopefully we get a few out there. Uh, some of the folks uh, that usually come out, uh, given the fact that they've changed stadiums, it might be a little bit more difficult uh, to, to get to, but 
Yeah, I'm already working on the uh, pub to pitch uh, shuttle plan. So I've already got it mapped out so I could be there by at least uh, five o'clock. Technically, it leaves at 555. But, you know, this would be a way to get some drinks and food in before uh, paying nine or eleven dollars for a look day at the stadium uh, for that match. And then the Vegas match, I am still working on right now, but I was able to get a dirt, dirt cheap uh, Southwest flight out there. And now it's just a matter of uh, securing the game ticket, hotel, and the flight back. But I'm going to see if I can squeeze out an extra day out in Vegas. So just in case if we do sweep the series and I uh, celebrate a little bit too hard, you know. Oh, that sounds like a good plan. And cheap airline tickets are always great, right? Especially for away matches, getting those on. Is always a cool thing. Uh, how much did you get it for? Actually, I'm, I'm curious how much. Well, the flight there is about uh, $59 after taxes. Wow. Usually, now, usually I, I've noticed for landing into Las Vegas at like 9 or 10 p.m. is usually the cheapest. But this one, it's uh, getting at about maybe 5 p.m. or so on a Saturday. Wow. That's a pretty good time. Even if you're not going to the weight game, <laughs> you're just going to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. That's the perfect time, actually, right? It's all about the nightlife and all that, and that gets you right before that starts. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. cool. Cool stuff. Well, you know, once we get to that date, you know, I'm sure we'll have more going on there, too, possibly a live show. If, if you're um, uh, going there, too, we'll probably figure it out, figure out the logistics and all that so you can kind of show us what, what it looks like and give us a much better video quality than we get in those, you know, cameras, too, which, ah. Uh, gonna see another game at las vegas back to those 1970 cameras but yeah we'll have to have someone maybe live stream it right with their phone and take an iphone take a external power charger and just have it just with their phone right they'll probably get a better angle someone's just sitting up high and <laughs> then we'll versus get... a vhs camcorder that somebody plugged in a live wire feed to yeah yeah, yeah. Which will yeah. probably get shut down again. You know what? Well, let's be on the lookout for that. If we win again against Las Vegas, let's see if we get highlights. If we don't get highlights, what I said is right. Someone was salty. And if we lose that match and we do get highlights, one more reason why that was the case. <laughs> It'll be interesting to watch the highlights if there's any. Um, but great. Well, Jared, if you do end up going to the Phoenix uh, Stadium, whatnot, I think you might not find out until day of, right? Or you think you might know beforehand? Uh, pro- probably. I think what I'll do is I'll probably give them a quick call and see if they have any word on where the away section is and try to get a ticket for there. Uh, ball else fails, I'll just get one of the higher up seats. Uh, so that's kind of away from the uh, support Dude, section. So. Contact, uh, seriously, contact uh, Sac Republic, contact Mark Briggs and have one of the players just comp you a ticket because they get like 50 comps. For every match, every away match, the away team is supposed to get 50 comps. You should get one of the comps. Get a comp. Seriously. Well, well I could certainly look into that. I mean, at least that way that'd be more uh, money for Uber or Lyft, should I need it. Well, I'll, I'll see if, he's, if, if, if they can. Yeah, just, you know, uh, yeah, ask, put it out there, you know, tag them or, you know, just say, hey, you're looking for a comp for the Las Vegas game. It's not like they're going to have too many of the Sac Republic fans there and they might have enough for for people to have enough for comps. That would be awesome if you could. Yeah. Yeah. 
And in worst case scenario, I, I have to pay for a ticket. I mean, it's not like it's like 50 bucks or anything like that, but, right. but I'll, I'll see if I can get that a try. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if anyone on team is listening, let's, let's get Jared in for free. He's, he's our supporter in Arizona and he, he should, he should get it. And he's also going to the other games as y'all know. And he went to San Diego too. So I feel like yeah. at this point he deserves, he deserves a, a ticket, a VIP treatment, I think, in his in his town. Well, I don't think that they they can do VIP. They usually well, just get through a basic ticket comp. Let, 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 let's work on a, any regular ticket. If 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 y'all find it in, in the bottom of your hearts to do so, uh, hit me up. Uh, my Twitter is at Port Power AZ. If anyone on the team is listening, you know, because you know I will I will make it out there for for you, even if it's way on the other side of the valley in Chandler. I mean, if I've got no problem get, getting to Irvine or Las Vegas or anything like that, you know, just let me know. Yeah, you know, I, I, I can't make the uh, bacon strips eyes, like, you know, like, <laughs> like I may, but yeah. But, but, but if, if, if you can, yeah, <laughs> oh, Jared. oh gosh, if you guys could see what he just did. <laughs> um, oh yeah, if, if they could, maybe you make yourself as a meme, right? And then we just you post it and. <laughs> And maybe they'll uh, and tech coach. Um, we'll we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> see that that way Jaime feels better, right? It's like, look, Jaime, we make fun of ourselves. Jaime, we we turn ourselves into memes too. So, right? Like it's <laughs> exactly. It's all love. <laughs> it's all love. Cool. Well, yeah. If, if that does happen, Jared, uh, we we'll probably you know coordinate something and maybe have you uh, you know do some live shots at the stadium so we can all get a feel for how it looks like and what the atmosphere is like and, and all that. Um, maybe like a halftime little show too. So you can give us your thoughts and, and whatnot. So, but yeah. you don't yeah. want to interrupt the, you don't want to interrupt the man's drinking, you know, cause he's going to be, you know, <laughs> if he's available. It's great. But if he's, yeah. Well, for, for all I know, it is for all I know, they're the man his beer. For all I know, they'll probably try to drag out the the $1 Bud Light specials again. I mean, I've seen some of the uh, Phoenix fans out there with like little can belts, you know, popping in six at a time. So, but I don't know. I prefer a real beer like a Estrella Jalisco or a Kilt Lifter or something like that, you know? Boom. Well, yeah. Well, if, if, yeah, if that's the case, then we'll, we'll have you before the game. It'll be a pregame, but not pregame, but pregame in the sense of before the game, right? Yeah, it's it's a pregame, but not a pregame pregame. Yeah, it's a pregame pregame. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, yeah, that's the next match upcoming. Should be a good one. Uh, we couldn't come at a better place, right? Um, so close to qualifying there, and hoping hoping that we we get those three points or at least a tie. Again, I, I said it before. We are not going to be mad if we get a tie. I think regardless how it happens, right? Because it, again, it's an away match. It's against first place in the group. You can't be mad at a tie. That's one tie that we would gladly take. I would take it right True. now if they said that. Oh, yeah. Wait, were you saying no, Sharon? Uh, I, oh, oh okay. no, 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 no. I agree. Oh, okay. I agree. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't want the guys to settle for a tie because that's what it felt like they were doing in Oakland, that they were settling for a tie on that horrible field. Nobody could stop talking about how tiny uh, the field was at Las Placitas. For a team to be able to play their game, mm-hmm. uh, our, our guys were really thrown off, I think, on, on that tiny Las Pasitas postage stamp that they played on. And my sister and I joked and said that we thought it was, and this is no disrespect to women because women play on the regular size field, but it looks like 
they built a smaller field for the women. And it's like, were we playing on the women's field or were we playing on the men's field or were we playing on the high school field or is it was small, but last night having the game wide open felt good. And if I, to play to a tie just didn't feel right, but I think it may have had a lot to do with the field size. Um, and then hopefully when, you know, this coming weekend, we don't just play for a tie that we actually go, you know, and go for the killer, go for the jugular. Yeah, that, that's that's what we're hoping because if, imagine if they get the three points of this oh game, right? Oh. oh, that just tips everything. I, You know, it's yeah, it's like thinking about getting a new car, you know. Oh, speaking of new car, we did not mention something. And the only reason why that made me think of this yesterday, Malik Foster. We got to take the new car smell off of Malik Foster. Oh. It was his first match. Yay! Yeah. Right? So go Malik. We got the new car smell off of you. It's like I even told him that after the game. I said, yeah, you have the new car smell. Because <laughs> he'd never played a match for us. Mm-hmm. So it was still it was still fresh. And he, the dude can run. Dude can run. I hope Jerome is healthy next weekend. Um, it looks like he might be. Kind of got the fingers crossed. That he'll be okay to play and okay to travel. Uh, yeah, I, I noticed that too. Yeah, when Malik, Malik came in, it was like, great. We need more forward power, right? And this guy's a winger there. So we're like, yes, great, great. We need this guy for Phoenix as well. We're going to need those wingers, right? Because we know yes. how, how Phoenix is, right? And those wingers and whatnot. So, yeah, they're going to need all that and, and he's an experienced player right for anyone who may have not gotten too up to date with him because again he hasn't played this season quite yet <laughs> he is a national team member of jamaica and according to the stats he has uh, nine games played four goals not not too bad not too bad for a winger um you know not uh and, and being in that spot and you know he he's gotten all throughout he's played in costa rica he's played in his home in jamaica as well and he's played in uh, Israel as well. So he's been all around. And I think just being able to play in uh, Costa Rica, which is a pretty competitive league in Central America, I think is, is great. I mean, it's good that he has that experience with them too. So really looking forward to all that he's going to bring to us in this uh, second half of the season. And, you know, I think we, we need him at a good time right now because we need more yes. forward-minded and- players. <laughs> There, there was a play in the match. I don't know if you saw it, where he tumbled and he went down hard. And and yeah. I, I don't know if you could hear me in the stands, but I was screaming and freaking out. I was like, "No, he, we just got the new car smell off of Malik, and he's down on the field. He was down for a little bit, and it's like, oh no, we don't want to bring back." And and then he got up and he walked back and he got back in the play. So I will say, Malik, if you are listening to this, play to the whistle. Do not, do, you gotta just. Our team, we don't like to roll around on the ground. We don't want to, you know, wait. We we keep playing. Uh, th- um, oh, my goodness. There was an NPR special on the women's national team. But um, if you get a chance to watch that, you'll know what my reference is, but I'm not going to say what it is. But it basically says uh, that men spend a little bit more time drawing sympathy fouls and rolling on the ground than the women do. Mm-hmm. And I would say, Malik, step it up. Play like a girl. Um, go, you know, do not wait for that whistle, just keep going and run hard. You'll make a fan favorite. You'll be a fan favorite. If you just, if you play tough. Okay. All right. That's all I have to say to you, Malik. (laughs) Cool. Well, with that being said, uh, how about we go to our last segment of the show, 
Jared's USL Unsolved Mysteries. So we have a, a bit of a uh, interesting uh, topic here. I mean, given the fact that the, the timing being our next matches against Phoenix Rising FC, is it is it possible that Phoenix may have potentially come at a stoppage point because the, the team that is so supposedly holding it down for the Pacific Division and yes, I know the standings say that for some reason they seem to be tying a lot. Is it possible that? Republic FC have uh, gone philanthropic and decided to give our ties away. I mean, for looking at, for example, the fact that they t- tied recently against this very same Las Vegas Lights that we played, tying two to two. Uh, they've had a couple other ties as well, but uh, could this be a new trend? Could it be possible that Phoenix might have uh, used up all their energy in the start and middle of the season, uh, especially against us? And now could be on a potential downward spiral. I mean, I, I I really am not trying to dig on Phoenix, but you know, with Phoenix sports in general, they have a history of choking. I mean, we we saw it earlier this year in the NBA Finals. They took the first two wins and then just puttered out the rest of the game. Uh, I remember when I was at the uh, State Fair match in 2019 against Portland that very same night, the Arizona Rattlers who had won every single game in the regular and postseason except the United Bowl that night. So could this be Phoenix carrying on the tradition of choking for for local teams? I mean, maybe this will end up shooting myself in the foot on Saturday. I don't know. But it's really, is there something happening with Phoenix? I mean, is this going to be the new form that uh, they start lowering down? I mean, it's 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 unknown at this point. We need to send a drum with you, Jared, so that you can be loud and drumming. And you know, I don't know how many of the TBB. I don't know if we're going to have any drums there, but man, it would be awesome if you were a one-man cheering squad for Sacramento in in the you know in the Phoenix in the Phoenix Stadium. That'd be awesome. Well, I could pull a, pull a trick from the uh, Port Adelaide Power, who before this season uh, picked up a, a brand new sponsorship with KFC. They had a commercial with some of the Port Adelaide players using the empty buckets as drums. So who knows? You know, maybe that could work. There you go. Oh, yeah, you'll have to sneak in a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it'd be better than paying 9 or $11 for elote over there. Well... Yeah, that's, that's true. just one. That's one, yeah. right? One year. One year. Oh, wow. What is this? Is it stuffed with chicken? No, the, the elote is it's basically corn. I mean, it's. Uh, no, I know, but I mean, oh. for $9. I mean, like an ear of corn is what, a quarter? <laughs> so for yeah. $9, do they stuff it with chicken or do they give you a glass of champagne with it? I, I would hope, but no, I mean, it, it is, they just put the regular toppings on it. Here you go. I mean, for that price, I could easily go to the uh, Maryvale neighborhood that I was living in before moving to Avondale and probably get maybe two or three ears. I mean, right there, right there on Indian school and, you know, f- fresh and everything. Yeah. You could treat others to some good elote versus uh, just the one there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, stadium food, stadium food for everyone. Right. That's, that's kind of how all that is. Oh, why did you bring up stadium food, Luis? I know you're trying to shut this podcast down, Mm. but last night I ate stadium food and I'll tell you what, 
rabbit revolution. You know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a vegetarian, I'm not vegan, but I love this particular truck because their food is delicious and it's vegan. So they had they have all kinds of things. They have like this burger, they have these fries where they drizzle um a kale pesto on top of the fries and they have like this other drizzle it looks like sour cream but it's not it's cashew butter or cashew something and it's just delicious spicy and um oh my gosh it's so good but my favorite is their flatbread so they make like this awesome flatbread it's huge it literally is covers one of those large oval plates and it's four huge pieces and it has a sausage on it but it's vegan sausage you would never know Um, and then they drizzle the pesto the kale pesto and the cashew cheese on it and i'll you if your palate, if your eyes were closed, you would think you're just eating a regular old pizza with wonderful flavors and fennel. Rabbit Revolution, if you're listening, man, you hit it out of the park for me every single time. There are lines at all the other trucks, Rabbit Revolution, that you just walk up, go get your food. It's fast because they don't have to, it's not meat. So they don't have to deal with a lot of things that the meat trucks have to deal with. <laughs> it's a wonderful, it's wonderful truck. Go eat their food. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm hungry. I'm glad I'm glad we saved this conversation for the end of the show and not at the beginning. <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna yeah. go eat, eat something too. Well, you know what? At the next home match that we're at, I'm definitely gonna go there and get that flatbread and take a picture of it too, right? So everyone could visualize what we yeah. just heard. I know. Yeah. I, I want to see how that. I'm trying to remember if like. I even have a picture of the of the fries because I, I usually take a picture of food, of course, food and wine, food and alcohol. Um, but I don't know if I took a picture of their French fries. They're so good. And their burgers, people come away with their burgers and just like been in heaven. And, you know, it's like if a line is too long at another truck, you go to this truck. Sometimes the line is long. And then you were pleasantly surprised because the food is top drawer. And the guy, the guy even inside the truck knew me because I, I procrastinated the last match. I was going to get a flatbread to take home and I procrastinated. And so I waited. And after the game, I saw the proprietor of the truck walk by me and I said, Hey, you guys still open? He looks at me and he goes, no, we're closed. It's after the game. He goes, you got to come in halftime. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. So I go before the game starts yesterday and I go to order my flatbread. The guy recognized me. He goes, we're closed. looked at him and it's like dude come on and the guy the other guy who was trying to take my order was like oh why why are you telling her she that it's closed it goes because we have a thing (laughs) it was like an inside (laughs) joke already so yeah it was good go to rabbit revolution those guys are real their humor is big and they're they're in it to make you healthy (sighs) yeah i'm glad that they now have a vegan option though right i don't think i've ever seen vegan options at a sporting event stadium uh, at least in at least the ones i've been to and so shout out to the team for you know diversifying the food trucks out there so there's something for everyone and not just that but so non-vegan people can try vegan food right because i I, i've tried it not not with them right but i've just tried it in general super good i mean there's there's a lot of good ones out there that people sometimes think oh it's not good right because you might try one that Maybe isn't good, but not all vegan food is created equal. So there is some that is spot on, like like the real deal. You would never, you could be blindfolded and never imagine. So I can't wait to try that place. So yay. Cool. Well, there was one thing we forgot, but I, I think we might all kind of agree on this one. But 
I'll, I'll just say it real quick, just so we all kind of say it real quick. Man of the match for this match. One, two, three. Cam Wassa. Wassa. Uh, oh. What? Well, I, I'm going oh. I'm to buck the trend on this a, l- a little bit. I mean, gra- granted, yes. I mean, Cam Wassa was definitely clutched this match. But were it not for his two goals... I would have said the man, man in the match would have been uh, Car- Carlton Belmar. I mean, if you saw his hustle all through the first half and, and the second half, I mean, he was just going uh, a buck 30 up and down the, the field. I mean, it, that's probably the, the biggest effort I've seen in, in quite some time. I mean, it's it's not the discount camera wants. I mean, he, he did excellent, and I'm glad to see him back in the saddle again. But, you know, I, I've, I've got to give it up for, for Carlton. I mean, all he did this past this this match. Carlton's gonna love you, love you long time now. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, we weren't all in this in agreement this time. All right. Well, that that's it's good. Funny. Like I said, another... <laughs> the last the last podcast we were. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So that that was a first. That was a first. Yeah, and it, sure. it one in a row. That's all we got of all being in agreement. <laughs> Well, well, let's hope for something better this this coming Saturday in Chandler. Jared was like, hold my beer. It's not going to be two consecutive agreeing. It's only going to be one. We're not going to make it two. I mean, if if I didn't, if I wasn't watching Carlton, then then yeah, I probably would have been in agreement. (laughs) We liked KB last night, too. We we really liked KB's hustle. And, you know, I'm always a huge fan of Derek Formella as well. You know, I thought he did a really good Mm -hmm. job. And and, uh, you know, I really thought Jaime put in, uh, he put in a solid work. He saw, and Mario did solid, he did a solid job, Luis, even though that goal thingy, whatever, mix up banana yeah. head, hands, you know, yeah. I, I actually thought for the, for the rest of the game, I think Luis just buckled down and he got the work done. Thought Dan was really good. I even thought Hayden's uh, swivel head was better. I thought their first defender, second defender work was better. And it could have been the team we played against, but yeah. Cam still is going to get my, uh, you know, my little, you know, I'll raise my hand and I'll raise a glass to him. Shannon did a great job. Shannon was oh, so fast. Love Shannon. Yeah. Yeah. Shannon always uh, being fast. And I'm glad to see Shannon back in the starting lineup, right? Because I think it's been a yeah. while, right? Since we'd seen him on there. So really happy to see him back there, especially again, as I said, because we play against Phoenix and you want to have most of your, um, Starter players, most of the experienced players actually available for that match. So cool. one thing you guys didn't mention, Duke Lacroix, first time wearing the captain's armband last night. Did y'all see that? Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah good so that was like a little bit of a, yeah. you know, that was a head snap for me. It was like, whoa, wait, no, wait. So who's the, oh my gosh, starting lineup, no Pete. So that was yeah. a big head snap. And and they didn't give it to anybody. They didn't give it to Cam. They gave it to Duke. So they didn't give it to Luis Felipe because in the very beginning of the season, if you remember right, uh, I think it was either Fatai or Luis was going to be co-captain with uh, Pete Penanen. And they were both on the field, but neither one of them had um, the armband. Actually, it was Luis was on the field. So that was like a that was like a, a total like a shock to see Duke with it. So I was happy for him. That was a happy day. Yeah, yeah, because because I, I think I did see something earlier on this season about uh, the the official selection of the uh, co-captains. I mean Pete and, and Duke. So, 
now, now that I hear that, 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 that makes sense. I mean, that uh, I didn't, it didn't really uh, pop off in my brain all that well, but I'm glad somebody caught it. Yeah. So yeah, so that was cool. And then when, uh, and then when Pete came on, he took the captain's arm in. So, you know, he, he was captain for the few more, few minutes, you know, that he was on the field. That was fine. I think he's cool with that. He's been playing hard. So it was, it was good to give him a break. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, if you guys aren't following us on social media, please give us a follow at State Republic 12 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also on YouTube, uh, State of the Republic podcast is what you look for. And let me give you all uh, some inside news on what you can find if you follow us on social media. Well, aside from us sharing every time we post a new uh, podcast episode, we also are going to be doing more live shows and uh For all of you listening right now, you're going to find out first, but it will be announced soon on social media. We are going to have uh, the now reigning champions of the 2021 National Premier Soccer League Golden Gate Conference Academica Soccer Club. We are going to have uh, their general manager, Michael Rocha, who we've had here on the podcast before. Um, We're going to have a live show with him. He'll be talking about that match, which uh, they beat El Farolito yesterday. 2-0 and a really great game and we're really excited for them so congratulations to Academica for being champions and uh, you know just to give us a little tiny super tiny credit I mean y'all know podcast magic is a thing and it looks like podcast magic Mm -hmm. is also a thing with teams Uh, hopefully Sacramento Republic also follows suit for that (laughs) but Academica (laughs) who were on the podcast with us being able to interview their general manager and also the Black and Gold Brigade, uh, their supporters group. It's like we gave them luck, so really happy that that happened. And they had quite a good run because quarterfinals, they won 3-0 against Oakland Stompers. Semifinals, they won 2-0 against Napa Valley. And then the final again against the Farolito, 2-0. So in three games, they did not get a goal, and they scored seven goals. So quite, quite a big feat for them to do that so be on the lookout for that we're going to be scheduling that sometime in the upcoming week uh, so he can tell us all about what happened in that match and what it feels like to have a a really successful team in the mpsl because that team is something else and if you guys don't know about them check them out because they they are doing great things for a team here in the valley that these guys i think it would be nice to see him in USL. I know it's a, it's a long shot. They're in, uh, they're in Sherlock and all that, but they really are on par and they have a really good organization that they have a mentality that they should be in USL uh, and, and whatnot. So check them out and, and be on the lookout for that uh, live show because uh, he'll, he'll be talking about their season, how it all went down and maybe some stories of Academica. So you all get a better insight on, uh, the team and, and what they've been doing this season. Yeah, I know the kids down there, they, they were uh, waving the flags, running with the flags. Now they got some hardware to run around with now. So congratulations, Academica. Excellent win. Yeah, I think that's great. And what's funny is Arena, one of the photographers that uh, she's a friend of mine, uh, she was at that game because she was asked to do the photography for them. 
And so when she showed up at the Republic Stadium, she was just a fan last night. She was not a photographer because, you know, it didn't jive with her schedule. She was on a high after watching Academica from Turlock win. So that was uh, well done. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, it worked out perfect for her because the game started at five. And by the time, you know, celebrations, all that's done, she still had some time to make it out to Sacramento. So, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to her for making that trip (laughs) from Turlock to Sacramento and back. and. Being able to capture those moments because, again, this team has done a lot and, and they, they know who they get, right? I mean, they, they've seen her work and, and all that. So they, they want to make sure some great picture shots are there. And, and I'm and glad she, it all happened. She's well. one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, Irina Filenko. If you follow her, oh. she's Still Fragments. She's called Still Fragments on Instagram. And she's probably one of the best live action sports photographers and literally learned just by doing it and, you know, is continuing to upgrade her equipment and she mentors underneath some of the best sports photographers. She's had some really good opportunities for shooting matches and she's, she's actually solid. So yes, congratulations, Academica. I look forward to being a part of, you know, the interview. I, I always love this, you know, this part of what we do and, and just knowing the NPSL, it is not an easy league to play in. There are some really good, talented players in the NPSL. I mean, I remember back in the early days of the mid 2000s or the mid, you know, 2010, whatever that first decade was in the year 2000 or century. Um, it was a, it's an amazing, it's an amazing league. It's a perfect league for bringing in college players and all of that other. So good league. And, you know, got to hand it to Academica. Yeah, great. Well, Sharon, Jared, thank you so much for being on the show as always. Uh, it's, it's been a pleasure today, especially again after a win. We're all happy. Looking forward to next Saturday's match and be on the lookout for our social media because we'll also announce uh, if Jared will be doing a live show, um, when that will be and all that. So you guys could tune in and uh, we might even join in too. So we can make commentary there as, as he's uh, showing us how this new home looks like which apparently looks better than their old home that's that's what we're hoping because now they're further from jared so we'll find out yeah i mean given the fact that there's saying they're trying to get into mls but they're just doing the entire opposite of of the checklist that we know of moving further and further away but uh we'll see and then also i do want to put an advanced notice for those that do follow the memes just to give some heads up as far as the type of memes you may see, uh, if you see the hashtag SOTR after dark, be prepared because those are going to be some rather spicy ones, you know, may, maybe a little 18 plus. So just to give you some advanced warning, just in case you might happen to, to be on Twitter or Instagram while at work or in the sensitive area. So be forewarned, especially after lunch. Last night, around halftime with the meme that I posted. You'll see why. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll find out. And by the way, the thing you just posted for Luis uh, about an hour ago. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Oh, yes, the video link. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, for for those that don't know, uh, last night I was watching, um, uh, was it, uh, not La Liga. Uh, but uh, the, Me- the Mexican League, the Primera División on uh, Univision Arizona, uh, mm-hmm. there was a Hyundai uh, ad campaign 
Um, this particular uh, commercial was, took place at a, at a grandmother's house. She was g- giving her kids a buñuelos, but mm. then she stopped at one and saw, saw the kid at the front of it. She had like um, another team and just took to a shot of showing all these Cruz Azul, like uh, uh, knickknacks, banners, everything like that. Uh, the kid was wearing Chivas uh, stuff. So she goes to grab for, for, for a buñuela and the grandma yanks the plane away. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, because I posted that video and I've also got another similar video uh, on my personal feed. I'll, I'll probably put that one in the comments as well. So needless to say, I think uh, Hyundai is kind of taking a liking to Cruz Azul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. There's another one where, where there's uh, a little girl in a lemonade stand. And there's, I, I don't know if it's a, is it a guy or is it a, like a little yeah. boy that goes in with like a Chivas shirt? No, it was a guy. It, the guy, yeah, right? He, yeah. he comes up, he's like, Lemonada. And she just, with, with gout, without giving any Fs, just hits the lever to drain all the lemonade. And she just stares at him. Mm-hmm. And he says, seriously? And she's like. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they, Hyundai has definitely gotten into the banter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Hyundai, I knew I always liked you. I always liked those Elantras. They were pretty economic. So, And them Santa Fe's ain't bad either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But pretty good SUVs. So there you go. Free, free ad for them because they, they're doing good in the world. <laughs> um, great stuff. Well, again, thank you, guys. This has been really great. Uh, we'll be recording our next uh, podcast sometime Next week, possibly on another uh, Sunday, too. So we have that up uh, rather quickly. Be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much to everyone who listened to the show, who always supports us. We really appreciate it. And we wouldn't do this show if it weren't for you. So thank you so much for that support. Also, keep tuning in if it's the first time you're tuning in, because we are going to be playing some of our bloopers of tonight. And we will always keep doing this in every episode. So don't, don't press stop quite yet. The music's not on yet. Wait till the music's on so you can hear the bloopers and then uh, have a great day. <laughs> so thank you, everyone. And we'll see you next time here on Stay of the Republic podcast. I thought it always used to say recording started. And this one, it said recording in progress. So have you been secretly recording us and we didn't know it? And I when it I says record, recording in progress means you've been recording us this whole time. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun. That's a good point. Oh, I want to be a. I want to be in one of those Annie voices. You know the ones, <laughs> those annoying ones. You keep pressing a button, and she'll just keep saying, "Press one to continue." And so you press one, press one to continue. I pressed one. Damn it! I pressed it. Press one to continue. But I already pressed one. Please enter your password. Please enter your password. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my God, you have no idea. I've already done it like five times. Did you not hear me? It's enough to make you hang up. Please uh, enter your password. Then press pound. <laughs> Please enter your password. Invalid password. Please enter your password. And have you noticed that sometimes when the Annie gets ticked off, she gets more abrupt <laughs> yeah. and louder? Have you ever gotten on one of those calls? I have. No, I have two. And then then when they get so tired, they're like, goodbye. They're just like, all right, I'm done. And they hang up and it hangs up right on you. And it's like, you've never been so mad at someone who is not even real talking to you. (laughs) 
oh, I don't want to go there. I'm not going to do that. Nope, I'm not going to say it. Um, size matters. Okay, I said it. When it comes to a soccer field, it's funny you would say that because this whole time I've been thinking about Phoenix, right, and us, and and I don't want to jinx anything, but did Phoenix peak, peak too soon? And are we peaking at the right time? I don't want to say that. So I didn't say that. I just, oh, I mean, you can okay. leave it in the podcast, but pretend I didn't say anything about peaking uh, because Todd Donovan is a fan of knowing when a team should peak and when they should be gaining momentum. So he, he's it, crucially aware of that buildup and, and all of that. And I know Mark Briggs is very aware of that. However, you know, you just kind of hope that Phoenix peaked too soon. You know what I mean? Because with two ties now and also being beaten. So, and so they, there's that. And they, t- and they tied against this very same Las Vegas team. All right. So I don't want to jinx it anymore. Let's look at the standings. Let's look at the week ahead. Let's look at where we are. Let's look at who has a midweek game. How many games at hand? <laughs> You know, let's let's quickly move off of anything that I could have been. That I don't want to do the jinxy thing. Not that I'm superstitious or I don't wear the same thing at every game, but you know, whatever. I don't. I don't. We need to look at. We need to look at the meat and taters of the standings. <laughs> oh. <wait. laughs> we'll definitely look at that. And uh, yeah, Sharon, if it makes you feel better. All that's going in the bloopers, so let's just say that didn't that made it to the pod, but didn't make it to the actual pod pod. That makes sense. <laughs> made it at the end, so it's not. It, it's after the music goes on, so hopefully okay, that helps. Cool, cool, cool. cool. <laughs> the recording has ended. <laughs>